0: a locally owned Good Karma brand station. Four, please. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 6 o'clock pairing. On the tee, from River West, please welcome Gabe Neitzel. Also on the tee, from the 3rd Ward, this is Stephen Watson. It's Monday evening. And you're On The Tee, presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Now to take you around the course, live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Studios at Radio City, alongside Stephen Watson, here's Gabe Neitzel.
1: Jam-packed show today. Today is the opener. The opening round of the Wisconsin State Open up in the Sheboygan-Kohler area. They're using Pine Hills and Meadow Valley. For the opening two rounds, and then they'll be using the river. Playing 36 on the river after making the cut seems like a tough day, but also like an incredibly fun day. And that's what they're going to be doing at the Wisconsin State Open again, which started today. So we'll be talking with Joe Stadler from the Wisconsin PGA coming up at the bottom of the hour. That means we have to kind of shuffle some things around, meaning we begin the show talking about driving.
0: Sometimes it's all about the drive, but off the tee, it's all about the drive. The best and biggest shots of the weekend. That house is like 400 yards away. Is that good? That's unbelievable. It's all about the drive. On the T is brought to you by Ewald Automotive. Shop the Ewald Automotive Group, home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile limited warranty on all new vehicles. Visit any of their eight locations today, in-store or online at ewaldautomotive.com. Ewald Automotive, we make it easy.
1: Unfortunately for Adam Scott, it was not all about the drive because he piped one on the playoff and stuffed one to four feet. And then did a very Adam Scott thing and missed the four-footer.
2: One of us. One of us. Jeez. I got I to say, I, I lost some money on Sunday um, thanks to a, a short putt, probably about the same distance as Adam Scott's. Um, but my paycheck was not $700,000 for my miss, so I can't feel too bad.
1: So I guess where I start is the PJ Tour did the right thing.
2: Oh, yes, they Six did.
1: Six-man playoff. And they all played together.
2: They've been listening to On the Tee, ladies and gentlemen. We got what we asked for.
1: So, firstly, so first of all, shout out to the PGA Tour for doing that. I mean, get, it goes back to the Olympics. There was a seven-way playoff for the bronze medal. And we've had, I mean, how many playoffs have we had now since it's the Olympics? It's been the
2: PGA Tour season of playoffs.
1: It's been unbelievable. Uh, so they had a six-way tie at the end of <laughs> Of regulation yesterday in the Wyndham Championship, and wait, the last three events have gone to playoffs. Yes, the Olympics.
2: Yep, the Wyndham. Yep, and then the one that uh, where were we just before this?
1: Um, 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 FedEx in Memphis. That's right. Also a playoff fun Sundays. So you had there was a six-way tie, but also. You had Webb Simpson, Kevin Streelman, Russell Henley all at 14 under par, knocking on the door. Streelman just missed it. We almost had a seven-man playoff, but unfortunately it was only six. But they did the right thing, and all six played the hole. Uh, Kevin Kisner ends up winning. Adam Scott missed a four-footer. That would have given him birdie. The playoff was wild fun because, A, the 18th hole at this golf course uh, in Greensboro is fantastic. Like, it's... It it puts a premium on being in the fairway because then you can spin something rather than, okay, it's going to be a long iron coming in if you're in the rough. The way that the the fairway's sitting, it's going to be coming in a low trajectory. Can you hold it? Then some guys had to get up and down. It was a lot of fun to watch because you also had a lot of different styles playing. Kevin Kistner ends up stuffing one on the second playoff hole. He made his putt, and he ends up winning. Now here's where I've got an issue. I am now hearing... Kevin Kisner for Ryder Cup chatter.
2: Yeah, I, I don't even. I
1: just stop it and stop it, people. My, if you want Kevin Kisner on the Ryder Cup team, I mean, he's got you know he's won a, a match play. He's won the the, the match play a couple of years ago. He did that. Like he's a steady, solid player. But I don't want to hear his name just because Adam Scott missed a four foot putt. Like the only way you, like if you are thinking about Kevin Kisner on your Ryder Cup team. Before that playoff, cool. I don't want to hear it just because he won because somebody missed
2: a putt. And everybody's talking about how he's this great match play player. He's got he a good. Didn't he, he didn't even get out of the group stage at the Dell.
1: Not this, this year. year. Not this year. Won it a year ago. Has a pretty good um, uh, President's Cup record. He's never played a Ryder Cup. Yeah, but we have
2: such a, like a recency bias as as sports fans right now in this culture of being a sports fan. You have to look at consistency going into the Ryder Cup. 100%. And yes, he won. It's a great feel-good story. He will be a great teammate if Steve Stricker does pick him because he is the ultimate team guy. Oh, he'll be steady. He's great on social media. You know, players like him. You know, you can probably pair him with anybody, but the problem he is, is I
1: mean, he is—I mean, he is one of the most honest people out there. Yeah, his quote about how he can't compete at certain golf courses to win—I'm not and going was...
2: to win at Bethpage Black or Tory Pines—is what he said. <laughs> he
1: admitted he's not long enough
2: to play either of those courses. Yep, the Straits is going to play 7,500 yards. That's so—that's that's where the issue is. And like, he's tied 169th on the tour right now in driving distance. You
1: know where Kisner would have been great three years ago in France. Yeah. Like a shorter golf course, a little more premium on making sure you put in the fairway, like he'd have been fantastic. But this year, strokes gained off the tee, he is one hundred sixtieth. No, I, it's just like this is going to be set up to be a bomber's paradise. And you talked about the consistency. By the way, here's how he started his season. Players, uh, let's. Uh, I mean, he did okay early season, but then when you hit the players' cut. Uh, The Dell match play, T18. Masters, cut. Heritage, cut. Zurich Classic of New Orleans, granted it's a team event, cut. Valspar, cut. PGA, cut. Charles Schwab Challenge, oh, T40, nice. Palmetto Championship at Congaree, cut. U.S. Open, T55. And then he put together back-to-back weeks, Travelers, Rocket Mortgage, T5, T8. Open Championship, 73rd. Hey, Gabe. 63rd last week, and now we finally won.
2: You know where he also got cut? The 2015 PGA Championship at Whistling Straits.
1: It's just going to be too long for him. It's going to be too long of a course for him. and It's because there are so many good options for Team USA. I mean, he's
2: inside the top 20 now, so that's why he's entering the conversation. I mean, he could go on some sort of heater the next week or two and... You know we're three weeks away from Steve Stricker having to make his captain's picks. I so mean,
1: assuming that the top six stay the same, and they will. I mean, but I mean, we'll, we'll even throw the top seven. Yes, the Spieth top, is in because the top seven to me, that's going to be unchanged. These guys are on the team, barring some sort of injury or positive COVID test or something strange happening. The top seven are in. The top seven are Morikawa, Johnson, Shambo, Kepka, Thomas, Shoffley, Spieth. So now you've got to pick five from Harris, English. Patrick Reed, Daniel Berger, Patrick Cantlay, Tony Finau, Webb Simpson, Scotty Scheffler, Jason Kokrak, Billy Horschel, Sam Burns is ahead of Kevin Kisner, Phil Mickelson, Max Homa. That's the top 20. Like, I, just, I still don't see it. Like, I'm not taking, am I taking him over P. Reed? No. I'm not taking him over Berger or Cantlay. No, Berger's having a great year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And Cantlay was the best
2: tee-to-green player on the tour as of probably three or four weeks ago. He hasn't played that well recently, but that's that's the important part about this Kevin Kisner story. is We can't freak out because he won a tournament that Adam Scott lost. We have to think about consistency and being long off the tee because Steve Stricker is going to set this course up to be as long as possible because that is how Team USA plays. It plays into their strengths.
1: There are a very good chance that one or two of english reed burger cantley and fino do not make the Ryder cup team those are the next that's that rounds out the top 12
2: yeah i mean webb simpson is knocking on the door he's he's playing Wanting well To me Webb's
1: in? Yeah. i've got i've got webb in i probably put in webb in over fino because fino's kind of riding high off of a lot of points he gained a year ago you want to talk about consistency that consistency has not been there for tony fino as good as he was 3 years ago in paris just not gonna it's, it's
2: yeah, and I think Scotty Scheffler is in over Finau right now. He he's played well yeah in, in the Dell match play. He went on a heater there. He was the talk of the Dell. And then he's had a really good season so far this year. I, I think that he's an up and comer for the Wait, so USA. if you're
1: putting in Webb Simpson and Scotty Scheffler, who are you taking out? Finau? and then you have to take out English, Reed, Berger, or Cantley?
2: Cantley is really the big question mark for me. I, I think I'm putting Cantley over Simpson right now. But I want to. Okay. S- I want to see how the next two weeks play out.
1: And this doesn't even mention, you know, the big elephant in the room that I've been yelling about that Team USA cannot do, but they're going to do, and they're going to put Phil Mickelson on this team.
2: Oh gosh, no! Like, would
1: like, you rather have Phil or Kistner? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want either.
2: Like, Let's play this game.
1: Oh, uh, I, I guess Phil, just because I know he can hit it long.
2: I think, and also he's a guy that will be able to handle Bryson if they're going to play team matches. We've talked about it week in and week out, but that might be going into Steve Stricker's thinking because Bryson's on the team. You have to think about matchups. You can't think about the fact that guys may have won tournaments recently. You have to build a team that is going to compete yes. as a team. Well,
1: and this is the problem with Team USA and the Ryder Cup. They have not figured that out. Europe has figured out, oh, We build a team. We have guys that play to each other's strengths, cover cover up for each other's weaknesses. And they actually build a team with the captain's picks that they have. And they've had more captain's picks than Team USA in the past. And Team USA has more captain's picks this year. Since the event was canceled last year, they thought it would be in their best interest to have six captain's picks versus the four that they typically have. But the one thing that Team USA hasn't figured out is... Like, you've got to be able to figure out a way to mix all this together and put together a good team effort over the course of three days.
2: Do you think what happens in the next two weeks matters? Yes. For the final few spots?
1: I think it does. Like, if Max Homa goes out there and...
2: I don't see how Max makes it. Well, if he wins. Friend like, of the show. Yes. But I I, I would, no, I would love to say, see him. I'm but. just
1: saying because he's he's... He's in the Kevin Kisner, Phil Mickelson neighborhood, right? So if Max Homa wins and all of a sudden he vaults up there over Kevin Kisner... Let's just stop talking about Kevin Kisner. Well, that's... I'm just... This is why... No, it's just...
2: People just need to just let it go after this feel-good win. It was feel-good story, but like yeah. hey, you I, gotta think about the bigger picture.
1: We love Kiss. Again. Yeah. I can't win at Tory Pines and Black Wolf and oh, Black Wolf run and, and Beth Page Black. Well why do you show up? Because they paid pretty well for 30. <laughs> like that is a great response. Um but he's just not he's not a fit. He's not a fit. And they're not gonna take him. Especially because you have Phil Mickelson also living in that neighborhood and if they're going to pick somebody from the near 20 on this list it's going to be Phil Mickelson
2: can we talk about my favorite story of the weekend which is
1: and Hadley hey ugh, man this is this is such a great time for golf because you do get stories like that this is the one time of year I love watching when Golf Channel and, and they had a lot of different things going on because they yeah. we also had you know the USAM was going on this week which was a cluster um because if you happened to want to watch that yesterday, you had to watch it on Golf Channel, NBC, and then to the soon to be defunct NBC Sports Network, like you were sent in a wild goose chase to watch that. but when Golf Channel shows some of these events now that are going to be a part of the um, Corn Ferry Tour playoff, like to try to get the next wave of 25 cards that are also going to get in it's it gets to be a lot of fun, and there's yeah. some good stories that end up being told. it's
2: it's very English premier League like. Where if you're not playing well, you could drop out. And the guys that are playing well in the Corn Ferry Tour are going to do everything in their power to be jumping up. 25 have already gotten that spot. Chesson Hadley shot a 62 in the final round of Wyndham to finish 125th and get the final spot to keep his pro tour card. And he did it by making a hole-in-one. The first hole-in-one of his life.
1: It's an unbelievable story.
2: And to to shoot a 62 and keep his tour card with a little help from Justin Rose.
1: I mean, shout out to Justin Rose for three putting 18 because that's we don't like talking about this in sports in general, but there is a large luck factor that yeah. can play into a lot of a lot of different things. Think about that. He went out and shot 62 but still needed somebody to three-putt the 18th green to keep his PGA Tour card. Now, he would have had a very good opportunity because at 126, he would have been bumped down to the, again, to get into the whole minutiae of how this all works. He'd have been bumped down into the Corn Ferry Tour kind of aggregate playoff that they're going to be having over the next course of the next three weeks, so he still would have had an opportunity to regain that PGA Tour card through that. But to do it in 125 and not have to worry about that, to now be playing this week to make the playoff at the Northern Trust... It's a cool story.
2: He said that he watched the video back of him celebrating the first hole in one of his life coming at Wyndham, and he said he looked like a baby giraffe. (laughs) And it made me wonder, Gabe, like if you you and I are both waiting for our first hole in one. Still waiting. How would you celebrate?
1: I don't know. Like I don't know. As so the best shot I've hit I hit the best shot of my golfing life this year. Made the albatross. And I didn't know how to react. Because the first reaction was, no, it didn't go in. Even though I probably knew it went in. And I didn't know what to do. Because you also want to try... And I made the albatross in the middle of an event. So I'm trying to keep it together because it's also a partner event. And I want to keep it together for my partner. Because I'm not just playing for myself at that point. And it's like, who cares what your score is? You just made an albatross. You still want to play well for your partner. So you're trying to keep it together. It's a weird feeling. And I got to imagine I would probably do the same thing for a hole-in-one unless I'm just playing with a bunch of buddies, and then things could get really crazy really fast.
2: I'm 100% jumping in the water. Like if, if, uh, if there's like water if around? If there's water, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a beeline probably right to the water.
1: So there's a good chance. Um, so my grandfather was a, was a big golfer. kind of One of the big reasons I love playing golf, but he also bowled. My grandfather once, um, in the opening of a league, you know, you play three, you bowl three games in a row, bowl the 300 to open the night. That's fun. He did not, from what I'm told, he did not break 600 for the series, because I'm pretty sure he couldn't see straight by the time he got to that (laughs) third game. So I've got a funny feeling, like, that is also in the future. Uh, Like, that, if, let's just say it happens at Brown Deer, hole three, which... Had a bunch of hole-in-ones in our men's club last year.
2: You're crawling up 18. Is <laughs> that what you're telling me? I, I don't know if I get to 18. There's, well, you who better knows? finish 18. You got to post it.
1: <laughs> I mean, it might just be a nine-hole score day that, that day.
2: Oh, man. What an awesome it's, moment. Uh, yeah. Golf is so cool.
1: Golf is especially when you can get some really cool stories and moments like that. Uh, we did have some some cool moments uh from our golfing weekends as well. We get into that. Plus we have to make a pick for the Northern Trust, the first leg of the PGA Tour playoffs. That's coming up next on the tee.
0: Back to the course and on the tee with Gabe and Stephen after this on 94.5 ESPN. On 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside.
2: Wish we could turn back time to the good old days.
1: the show around on the team because Joe Stadler from the Wisconsin PGA going to be joining us at 6.30 to talk about the Wisconsin State Open going on today up in the Sheboygan Kohler area with Pine Hills and Meadow Valley at Black Wolf Run. So we just did uh, the segment we normally do at this time and all about the drive and because Stads is joining us next we're going to talk a little fantasy golf right now.
0: Who's in the red? Give me another ball. Take a drop Roy. Roy, just...
3: Give me another ball.
0: Who's in the green? Happy learned how to putt. Uh-oh. This is where we recap the weekend in fantasy golf and prepare you for the next tournament. Brought to you by New Mail Medical Center. Guys struggling with low testosterone, ED, and weight loss have had success at New Mail. You can, too. Schedule your consultation at NewMail.com and discover the new you.
1: The last time... We will have the Northern Trust. It's going away. No longer going to be a playoff event. No longer longer going to be an event period after this year with the reschedule of the PGA Tour next year. This thing has been a, a staple. Yeah, This is an event that United States Ryder Cup Steve Stricker has won in the past. They are playing the Northern Trust this time at Liberty National Golf Club in Jersey City, New Jersey. They've also had Um, President's Cup at Liberty National. Uh, They like to rotate around that, that northeast area. Boston, New York, New Jersey type of area. Who do you got this week at the Northern Trust? The first stop on the road to the FedEx Cup. So I think this
2: is going to be a weekend where we see a Ryder Cup player for Team USA win. I'm putting the pressure on our top seven that we had listed off to begin this show. Okay. Dustin Johnson is the defending champion of Northern Trust. He dominated last year. Won by 11 strokes, I believe. But I am going to go with the guy who I picked to open our first broadcast on the tee. And I'm going to take Jordan Spieth to win. He has nine top 30s in a row entering the Northern Trust. He hasn't played in a while. He hasn't played much golf over the last couple of weeks. But he has that experience playing in the President's Cup at Liberty. I think he went 3-1-1 when he was there playing in 2017 with the President's Cup. He hasn't missed a cut since the Farmer Insurance Open in January. Spieth is playing really good golf, and I think he is going to be the guy that makes us all feel better about where Team USA is at heading into the Ryder Cup. I've got speed to win for my group of law offices. One call, that's all Pick. How about you?
1: Yeah, I'm going someplace else. I'm going to say somebody from that six-man playoff is going to carry some momentum over. Uh, He's had an up-and-down season, but he does have a win this year. But quite possibly his most famous moment came at the Masters when he decided to break his putter and then having to putt with a three or five wood. I I don't think anybody ever found out officially if it was a three or a five wood. But I'm going Woo Kim. Woo Kim this week. I think he's going to keep playing. I mean, he is... He's kind of... He's starting to round into shape. He was playing okay at the Olympics. Didn't play well at the uh, at the FedEx, but understandably so. I mean, you're going from the Olympics <laughs> in Japan. Suddenly you're in Memphis, Tennessee. Played really well last week. So he's playing a lot of golf. And I think that's where this he, he can really strive in that element where he's playing a lot of golf back to back to back and he can build that momentum. So I'm going to pick Siwoo Kim for this weekend and the Northern Trusts. Speaking of the weekend, our own weekends. We had so at Brown Deer, we had I, I saw the greatest round of golf I've ever seen in person that I've played with somebody else. You were just riding
2: some coattails this I weekend. I
1: rode some coattails. Now, I did,
2: too. So I want to hear your story first.
1: So I'm. I, it's our one two-day event that we have. It's a Saturday-Sunday event. It's one of my favorite events because we play the blue tees, which are the ones we typically play on Saturday, and then you go back and you play it at the tips. You play the black tees at, at Brown Deer on Sunday. And we shot. It's a two-man net best ball, and we... Shot a 61 net on Saturday because my partner, who started double bogey, so after the first two holes, he was three over par, shot a 68. That's stupid. Shot a three under 68 at Brown Deer after starting three over, six birdies, 10 pars the rest of the way. I'll tell that's, you what. That's gross, by the way. That's not net because the dude's won and he only got one stroke. Some
2: of my best rounds of golf have come with a bogey or a double on the first hole, and some of my worst have come with a birdie, and I can't explain it. But I, good on it your was, partner for, for it was
1: unbelievable, and I don't think off. that he, I whine... So and and because it was a team event, I started par birdie. So despite him being three over par as a team, we were one under because I made a probably thirty footer on two. I he did not bomb anything in. Like I bombed the one in on two, um, I had three other bird. I had two other birdies that day. I had three more birdies on our uh, event on Sunday as part of the two day. But he didn't bomb anything in. He so was just he's
2: just throwing darts.
1: Throwing darts, just giving himself really good looks and poured a couple of them in. Whew. Like it was, it was so fun to watch somebody play golf that he was just never after the first two two holes. He was just always in control. And it was a lot of fun to watch. That is. So I just jumped on him, rode some coattails. We ended up winning the event by three.
2: Yeah, I had I had kind of a similar experience where my partner comes out of the gates. We're playing, you know, just a foursome season long event, and he uh, we are playing to get into the quarterfinals of this summer long event. My my partner comes out, birdies one, makes a huge par on two, and I went par par, but he made the two putts to to keep us even on the match. And we're playing like late teens guys with handicaps. Okay. So we were given a lot of pops. So you got to stay really focused. You know, they went four for three to open and my buddy makes a three. And then we just start going like the best brunch you've ever had of ham and eggs. <laughs> Cause we were, we were just going every other riding off each other. I think he was one under on the front. I was even on the front and all of a sudden we won eight and seven. <laughs>
1: you Steven him. you Tiger and Steven Amesdom and and you know the guys that we were playing with
2: awesome guys and they they, they just there was nothing they could do no, that what? day I mean we were just out what are you of gonna our do? mind
1: what are you gonna do sometimes that happens in golf
2: yeah we were just making
1: putts that were
2: just silly I mean we almost like comical we were laughing walking off the green like we were apologizing to our competitors being like like we both play a lot of golf, but just the way that we went every other hole, it was just dagger, 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 <laughs> dagger, and we won on eleven.
1: Just thinking, okay, at some point they're not going to make a putt, and then you just kept making putts for eleven holes.
2: Yeah, it was fun. My partner's listening. Keep it up. <laughs> we got another match on Friday.
1: Keep riding that momentum. Uh, there were some. There was some great golf being played. At Pine Hills and Meadow Valley, that is where the Wisconsin State Open is being played. We'll get a breakdown and an update from there from Joe Stadler from the Wisconsin PGA. That's coming up next on The Tee.
0: No ifs, ands, or putts. There's more On The Tee with Gabe and Stephen coming up on 94.5 ESPN. It's all about the drive on On the tee. is brought to you by Ewald and Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside.
1: The 101st State Open is happening at two fantastic golf courses about 45-50 minutes north of here in Milwaukee pine hills and meadow valley the first two rounds uh for the wisconsin state open and we are pleased to be joined by the executive director of the wisconsin pga to help us talk about the wisconsin state open joe stadler joe thank you so much for the time is it easier when you have 204 golfers to spread them out over two courses or is that a little bit stressful that you have to be kind of spread out over two different places the first two days of the tournament
3: I would go with the latter. I think it's a little more stressful. Um, you know, we have a limited staff, so we're at two places instead of one. We can kind of, seems like we could get around a little better with one course, but uh, happy to have 48 extra players in the field. It's a great opportunity for them.
2: Joe, when you look at the field, um, I'm just curious, you know, top heavy, there, there are some unbelievable amateurs right now that are atop the leader, leaderboard, Pearson Hunt, Who was playing in Illinois, you've got Harrison Ott. Um, Were those the names you were expecting to see through day one at this point at the top of the leaderboard, and what does it say about the great golfers we have in the state right now?
3: They were definitely two people that I would put at the top of the list. Uh, Pearson's trying to become only the second person ever to win the state am and the state open in the same year, so how amazing would that be? Um, Obviously, Harry's had a great career at Vanderbilt going back for another year. Uh, Sam Anderson just finished up at UW, turned pro, great round today. Um, Yeah, I'm not surprised at all by who's up there.
1: Other than a cool trophy, as we talk with uh, Joe Stadler, Executive Director of the Wisconsin PGA 101st, Wisconsin State Open is going on right now. Opening round has uh, been completed for today. What are the perks? What do you get if you win the Wisconsin State Open?
3: Well, if you're a professional, you'll get a check for around—we don't know exactly yet—probably eleven thousand five hundred, something in that ballpark. And you get a lifelong exemption into the tournament. Um, amateur status rules: if one of those guys wins, the most they can receive is seven hundred and fifty dollars in the golf shop, and then that lucky pro that finishes second takes the check.
1: I mean, that's a—it's a lot of Ryder Cup gear in that, uh, in, that <laughs> in that Black Wolf front. <laughs> seven hundred fifty bucks worth of Ryder Cup gear, I would think.
3: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't spend it until after the Ryder Cup. Then you get even more.
1: Oh, yeah, get the discounted price. See, this is why you're on stands. That way we can have, exactly. you know, you can think about this stuff for us.
3: Well, the beauty of playing at Kohler is that they let you use your gift card anywhere on property. So you can get a room at the American Club. Oh, that's big time. Yeah, you can eat. You can go to the horse and plow. Wherever. You know, that's, you can use it to play golf. So, yeah, it's a great place to They're very nice
2: that way. Joe, how do you guys go about choosing the courses? Because those are two of the better courses in the state. They're right by each other. And I think the format of this year is so unique with the multiple venues. Today we saw at Meadow Valleys and Pine Hills. And then they're going to go and play 36 at the River Course. Is that correct?
3: They're actually playing the Meadow Valley. Oh, it's okay. Meadow
1: Valley. Okay, okay. I meant, I read that wrong. But 36 at Meadow Valley then on Wednesday, correct?
3: Yeah, it's an absolute grind. You gotta you gotta bring your game because it usually gets windy and firm and fast and just gets harder. How so? so how, how do we choose? How yeah, do we how do you choose, choose the courses? Uh, yeah. You know, every so like right now we're only booked through twenty three. We have Ozaki next year and Century World in twenty three, so that'll be cool. We're playing right at like month after the U.S. Senior Open Opener, month and a half, whatever. So that'll be awesome. Normally we're about five or six years out, so this winter we're going to make some commitments to some sites, and typically we'll just send out a an interest letter, say, hey, who's interested? And right now, not that they'll all get them, but Tuckaway, Westmore, Minacqua, La Lacrosse have all expressed interest in hosting the next few state opens, so. We're going to have a loaded lineup for years to come with great places.
1: How tough is that decision? Because we've got, I mean, on this show, Joe, we do, you know, we feature a different course each and every week, and, you know, we're going to get to the end of the season, and there's going to be some courses in the state of Wisconsin that we're going to end up not talking about because we've got a lot of great golf here. How tough is that to make those decisions given some of the great golf that we do have?
3: It can get dicey sometimes. You know, you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Um, there's no doubt about that. Um, when I said that we send out an interest letter, I wouldn't say we send out 500 of them. It's a more select amount. So we don't want somebody to apply that we don't think we'll award it to. I mean, they're welcome to apply, but you understand, I mean, you just named where we were, if you look at our history, it's, it's pretty strong. So I I think most facilities understand. And the nice thing is we have plenty of events that we run. So we can always do something else at their facility. Maybe a section championship. Maybe a match play. Maybe a one day. Maybe a pro, you know a pro am. You know whatever. So I feel like we can at least let people be hosts of something.
2: And Joe, I know that this is kind of the pinnacle event of the golf summer in Wisconsin. But if anybody who might be listening right now and interested in playing in a Wisconsin PGA event, I mean, how many events are you guys putting on in a full? golf season in the state if you can just give people an idea of you know the work you guys are putting in every single year to showcase these great courses
3: yeah well between our foundation and our section we run about 180 events a a season uh 130 of those are on the youth side so 130 junior tournaments throughout the state and most of them are in an 11-week period it's insane um, but we get it done. Uh, I don't do it. The rest of the team works on that, but uh, they do a great job. <laughs> I just go got some good interns. I feel like, yeah, yeah. Good. Andy's great. Andy's been with us since '03, so um, yeah. No, I'm lucky. The guys have been around. Eric has been around. I think you know between the three of them, they've been around like 40 years with us. So more than that. So it's great. But uh, section wise, a lot of proams. I know, Gabe, you played in a ton of them. Uh, we run about one or nine two here. A lot of. A lot of fun. Yeah, one or two, right? Yep. A <laughs> lot of fun. Um, they fill up quick, so if you're interested, sign up. But as far as the amateurs go, you know, we really run the three Opens, the State Open, the Senior Open, and the Women's Open, and then we run those Pro-Ams, and we also run our big Las Vegas Pro-Am in March that... Two hundred and fifty avid golfers typically attend, and I think you might have gone on that trip if I'm not mistaken. You know, Joe,
1: I'm glad you brought that up. As we talk with Joe Stadler, the executive director of the Wisconsin PGA, like now that I've had you on the show, like my team's got first dibs. Like we, you know, we're, we're going to be invited back to that next year, right? Like there, I mean, we had to have a, an ulterior motive of having you on the program here, Joe.
3: Everybody has an
2: ulterior motive when they talk
3: to me.
2: Joe, you you, you keep your friends close, you keep your golf friends closer. That's my motto, man.
3: Exactly right. I'm pretty sure there's a spot, knowing who's on your team, that we can accommodate your team and get them in that field. Absolutely. I'm
2: not on that team. Gabe doesn't invite me ever. Oh, he just, he just plays all these, all these what all these all these great ever? golf courses.
1: I'm pretty sure earlier this year we got to play Strawberry Creek together, which, by the way, is a fantastic golf course. Yeah,
2: it was. It was. I think I got like the text the night before or something like that, Joe. <laughs> Don't.
3: Hey, I got a call two weeks before as a replacement to go to Oakmont this summer. I didn't complain about it. I gratefully went. So yeah, I think you Steven. should change your attitude, sir. Oh, okay, okay, yes. okay. Thank okay. you, Joe.
1: Thank you so much. Glad to <laughs> Dang. know. Dang. Who's signed the okay. executive director of the Wisconsin PGA is?
2: Hey, Joe, I, I have to ask you because I know you are a golf fanatic and we weekly are talking about what this US Ryder Cup team is going to look like. Yeah. What do you think if you were Steve Stricker, give us your six captains picks right now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that would require knowing who the six people in front are. Okay, well, we can, we can help you out there. We can so help you out busy. there. All right,
2: so the six who are locks right now are Colin Morikawa, Dustin Johnson, All right. Bryson DeChambeau, I- Brooks Kepka, Justin Thomas, and Xander Shoffley. So I'll, I'll list you a couple of other names that can be in well, your... Well,
3: got to play. He's... I'll give you Spieth Yeah, right
2: away. Spieth is in our seven, oh, so... I'm going to
3: give you English right away.
2: Okay. okay. So then you've got Patrick okay. Reed, Daniel Berger, Patrick Cantley, Tony Finau, Webb Simpson, Scotty Scheffler, and we'll just throw in Kevin Kisner and Phil Mickelson, given Kevin's win this yeah. weekend.
3: I'd go with Cantlay, Scheffler, and I need one more, right? Or do I need two? Two. Two. Two more. I would go with Berger, and I would go, I'd have to look at his current form, but I'd try to get Finau on that team if I could. I think the straights would fit him really well. I like that list. I'm
1: I'm a big fan of that list. I am scared, so scared, that they're going to end up taking Phil Mickelson as we talk with Joe Stadler. Huh of uh, the executive director of the Wisconsin PGA. Hey, and I don't want to take anything away. He won the PGA. It was great. No, It was a fantastic moment. But it's literally the only, like, that four days might be the only good golf he's played this year.
3: (laughs) That was May. That's the way I'd look at it, right? I mean, no. Other people, I think you got to reward the people that are closer. Not necessarily in direct order, but... They've played better over a year and a half. Or how this point system's been going on forever. But you know what I mean. I I think you have to reward those that have played better over time.
1: So what happens after Wednesday, Joe? Uh, Do you get a nice little break, a nice little breather? Or I mean, what what's uh, what's on the docket for the Wisconsin PGA after the Wisconsin State Open wraps up this week?
3: Well, we've got a pro am on Monday. We got a fundraiser pro am on Tuesday. I I'll have be there for that. Frisco, Texas. Nice, thank you. <laughs> I have to fly to Frisco, Texas. Is Wednesday Gabe your intern Tuesday? or something?
2: <laughs> am I missing something here? Dude doesn't well, miss a tournament. You
0: know,
3: I'm just you know the I'm jealous. They hired an intern, right? They hired the 50 rounds in 50 days or whatever. We just hired Gabe, and he could play whenever he wants. Yeah. it's all good. Okay. So, but yeah, so another, then we got the senior open right around the corner, right after Labor Day, and then our section championship is a week after that, and it's insane.
1: So what you're saying is, until snow starts falling on the ground, then, you know, you're going to be pretty busy, but then even after the snow hits, then you've got a Vegas trip to start planning, and the whole thing starts all over again.
3: It's a cycle, absolutely. I start booking courses for next year, like, Later this week or next week, normally, oh, wow. um, I try to get going on the schedule. So there really is no slowdown. Plus, Wisconsin is hosting the—I don't know the number—but the PGA annual meeting. It's like the 106 PGA annual meeting is being hosted in Wisconsin in November. So we gotta we gotta work on that too. Wow! In our spare time or after the Ryder Cup.
1: Yeah, it sounds like you got so much time to to fit that in, Joe. It'll be fine.
3: Well, and and I'm so smart. Our family moved this summer, like, two weeks ago. I thought I'd squeeze that on top of everything oh, okay. else. So, like, why not, right?
2: Just go big. I appreciate it.
1: <laughs> uh,
3: Joe, we certainly appreciate
1: the time, and, uh, you know, it, it's. I'm sure today was fantastic. The next two days also going to be fun as part of the 101st Wisconsin State Open with Pine Hills and with uh, Black Wolf Run, Meadow Valley. Thank you so much for taking a little bit of t- out of your time today to discuss the Wisconsin PGA with us.
3: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
1: Joe Stadler, he is the executive director of the Wisconsin PGA. And, Stephen, I know you've played, you played in the one event. I've played in a little bit more than one event for the Wisconsin PGA. But the, the fun part about this, it's kind of some of the stuff that we've been talking about throughout the course of the year. I was just talking about, we, you know, we both had partner events this week. We love talking about the Ryder Cup. Playing in events as a team is a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun doing it. Now, they mix up all the different formats. You're always playing. What's great about these events, you know, I played a scramble today. Nothing wrong with it. Scrambles are fine. Every once in a while. In doses. In doses. But you you have the opportunity to play some really cool courses like we got to play strawberry creek down in kenosha which i'm which, very
2: appreciative of the invite by the way <laughs> i did enjoy that day.
1: it's it's a private course like we would i would not exactly. have i don't know a member down there I, I would not have had the opportunity to play that uh if not for that i played meadow valleys this year kick my ass but i played meadow valleys <laughs> this year as part of one of these um wisconsin pga pro you play your own ball you know, they they mix up the format. Sometimes it's, you know, just a two-net. You take the the best two-net scores out of your foursome. Sometimes it's one-net, one-gross. So they mix up the formats. It's a lot of fun, and you just go out there. You have some phones with your friends, and, of course, the pro part. You have to have the local pro from your course. Um, our guy, Mike Meisen from X-Golf in Brookfield, has been the one I've, I've paired up with the most in these. They're just a ton of fun. So if you haven't done it before, just go to their website, wisconsin.pga.com, and... You know, this year you're not going to be able to get in anymore because they fill up quickly. But next year, be ready for them. The Vegas trip is so much fun. The Wisconsin PGA does a very good job, especially with their junior program, growing the game in the state of Wisconsin.
2: And they showcase the courses. I think that what you had mentioned about being the opportunity to play courses that you wouldn't on a daily basis is my favorite part about how the PGA sets up their tournaments. In addition to, of course, having the competitive juices flowing again, right? Like it was nice to finish out every single putt. And, you know, Mm -hmm. have that feeling of your hand shaking over a three-footer because it actually means something. It's not one that you just drag away because you're playing on a Sunday with your buddies and, you know, it's a gimme. Like, everything has to go in. And I I think that that's a really fun thing to do every once in a while because most people don't get the opportunity to play competitive golf. Usually it's just casual. It's something different.
1: Yeah, it's again, it's a blast. And I got to play, uh, I played Oneida this year up in Green Bay, which, again, uh, one that I would not have uh, regularly an opportunity to play. They have one at Trapper's Turn every year. Uh, it's it's great. Just check out their schedule when they get it posted next, next year. If you want to get just kind of a taste for it, go to their schedule and see what the, uh, the different ones were for this year. We do have to feature a course in the state of Wisconsin. We're going to do that coming up next. But first, it's time for this week's Car Grow Moment of the Week.
0: And now, it's time for another Cart Girl Moment, presented by Fairways of Woodside. Hey there, sure thing, four vodka sodas coming right up. Can I get you lemons or limes to go with
2: it? Oh, well, aren't you charming? That is really nice of you to say, but I don't think my sweetness really replaces the fruit to pair with your beverage. Anyways, that's going to be 24 bucks, and no, it does not include a tip.
0: This has been another Cart Girl Moment, presented by Fairways of Woodside, home of the premium golf experience. Premium golf, service, and of course, the best golf carts with GPS and Bluetooth speakers. Fairways of Woodside. Forget about changing that dial. More On the Tee with Gabe and Stephen next on 94.5 ESPN. It's On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside.
1: Running out of time here on the tee. Still got to talk about a great golf course here in the state of Wisconsin. Thanks to our friends from Waste Management.
0: Fescue. Hole placement. Dog legs. Hazards. What don't you want to know about Wisconsin's variety of golf courses? It's time for On The Tee to give you a course review. Brought to you by Waste Management, a company that values inclusion and diversity, safety, our customers, and the environment. Join the WM family and visit careers.wm.com.
1: Happened to stumble across a list from golf.com. And I texted you about the course that was number 96 on this list. That's not the course we're going to talk about because neither of us had played, nor had we heard of that golf course, but we want to play it. That's Spring Valley in Salem, Wisconsin, which is down near the border near Illinois, which we can play for $25. bucks.
2: we are literally like, the golf is so good in this state that we're finding out about <laughs> courses that are... Listed in top 100 lists.
1: Um, yeah, so we're going to do that sometime, but I skipped right over what number two was on the list, which can speak to how underrated this course can be. And that is the Lynx at Lasonia, which is in Green Lake, Wisconsin. It's number two on this list. The list, again, from golf.com 100 value courses you can play for $150 or less. And Lasonia Links is a darling of this list. The Lynx course makes a lot of the top 100 lists that Golf.com, Golf Digest do. Always makes the public lists that any of those golf publications do. And it's a great value for, you can play it for as low as $65.
2: It's uh, up there with some of the courses that have hosted major championships. And I think the the fun thing about Lisonia, I mean, you you think of number 7, you know, the it, it's a cool par three with you know the the history behind it of they've got the the box car buried under the green and uh, it's just kind of a unique feature of a which whole. is the
1: first time I heard that I'm like what the hell what are they talking about box car <laughs> and then you go play it and you go oh yeah okay, now I get it, because they needed something to kind of serve as the base to build up yeah. what is that green complex. It's a it's a wild hole.
2: Yeah, unbelievable undulations on that course. I've only played it once, and it was about five years ago, and I remember just walking around and just being like, wow, these greens are hard. Yeah, greens are tough. I mean, the the, the way the contours are built into the fairways, it looks like it was just kind of a beautiful creation, similar to like an Aaron Hills, that it didn't take much. You just kind of let you know nature's beauty shine a little bit and that's kind of what you have in the Lynx course and it's why people fall in love with it.
1: It's a course that, yeah, the, the greens are tough. It, you need to play it a couple of times I, I think to really uh, get used to it. Now, the great news is the price isn't that expensive so you can play it uh, multiple times. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's a great golf course. It's a great golf course for the value and the back nine is a little bit separated from the front nine. The back is really cool just because The way that the holes lay out, you have... I mean, they probably go three across the property... Um, I'm trying to think, so you have 11 going up and like 13 comes back down and 15 goes back up and those are kind of three across that you can see when you're standing on 11T and then 17 comes back that way so it might even be four wide that you can kind of see from that T box, yeah. n- number 11 which is a par 5, so it's a really cool layout, I know a lot of people Andy Johnson, if you follow him on Twitter uh, a part of the Shotgun Start podcast and the Fried Egg, he hosts an event there every year called the Steam Shovel because they used steam shovels to move a lot of the dirt around when they originally built that course. So there's a lot of cool history at that golf course. And it easily it, it gets overlooked a lot because of all the other because of Aaron Hills, because of Whistling Straits, because of Sand Valley. But this is a great course that can stand on its own.
2: And another course that's on this list that gets overlooked, and we've had we actually reviewed it earlier this year in the same segment was the Bull. The Bull yes. came in at number 27. On that list, University Ridge in Madison is number 83 on the list of top 100 golf courses for under 150. And then Spring Valley, which for 25 bucks, if it's in any top 100 list, why have we not played this yeah, golf we need course? To, yet? We
1: need to figure this out and we need to get down there and play it ASAP. Uh, good friend Gary D'Amato is quoted on their website talking about how much he loved that golf course when he played it. So. It's something that I, I did a lot of research on. It.
2: The website says it's the Porsche you'll find in the barn that has been
1: untouched. It's, so I cannot wait to check out that. Again, it's golf.com's top 100 value courses you can play for $150 or less. for different Wisconsin golf courses on that list. We are out of time on the tee, but we will be back again next week right here on 94.5 ESPN.